0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys. So, um, Megan, thank you for having me. And, and I will say, it's, uh, this is a bit of a nerve-wracking stage to be on after all of that. Um, I uh, definitely uh, definitely am humbled and honored to be here. So, the topic I was given... Uh, is cross-disciplinary teamwork and creative problem-solving. So I kind of target that uh, in terms of how across my life as a creative, I've worked with other teams and and with people from uh, different disciplines and how we might be able to apply that uh, here to the Johnny Carson Center. But first, uh, who am I? Who is this guy? Um, So as Megan said, my name is Jeff Nicholas. I work now as a director and creative director but um, through my, the last 15 years, I've been at the crossroads of music, uh, tech, entertainment, and uh, that's taken me on a number of different, in, into a number of different realms. I started um, as a tour manager, I was an artist manager, I was a marketing director, I ran a clothing line, I was a designer, I was a web developer. I've learned all these different skills uh, sort of on the job and on the go, and uh, that led me to launch an agency uh, about 10 years ago um, called The Uprising Creative, where we did a bunch of work for a bunch of great brands that you may have heard of um, and a bunch of artists as well, and that work uh, spanned uh, sort of every discipline that would come our way. We started as designers doing album packaging, it ballooned into merchandise design, that ballooned into websites, that ballooned into interactive campaigns, experiential campaigns, then music videos, content, and then taking all of that and crossing all of those, those genres together. I, I had the benefit of working with some fantastic artists. The first music video I directed was for Justin Timberlake. I, I you know, to be able to walk into a situation like that uh, and, and really, uh, you know, learn on the job there was, was pretty amazing. So a couple of years ago, um, after doing all of this and, and really trying to figure out where I wanted to go next. I had a gentleman by the name of Anthony Batt from a company called Weaver walk into my office and say, hey, we've got this virtual reality thing happening. Um, I think what you guys are doing in music is interesting, and I think you would have a good time creating content in VR. And I looked at him like he was completely insane. I looked at these cameras. I was like, I don't don't understand. I'm just really trying to figure out how to tell a story in a traditional medium. Now you're telling me 360, and, and we can't cut the way we used to and we can't move the camera and all these things that people were saying that you couldn't do, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, But that led me down a path of leaving the agency, going independent, and uh, working with Hulu and Live Nation on a a new series where we're documenting uh, the life of an artist and the life of an artist around live music and their inspirations. That's called On Stage. Our first one was with Lil Wayne. The second one just came out a couple days ago with Major Lazer, and through that process, uh, Live Nation asked me to consult for them And then they said, you know what? Actually, will you come on board? We're going to create a a new position. We see real value in immersive media for our company. So we'd like you to be the director of VR creative and production here at Live Nation. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, And that's now blossomed into uh, I'm actually global creative director for our group, and our group is focused on, uh, on amplifying the artist and fan connection through live stream and expansion content and other emerging media types. So really what that means is we're taking uh, the fan and the artist and we're trying to put them together in new ways, so VR and immersive media plays a huge role in that. So um, that's just a little bit about me. What I do every day uh, in every aspect of my current role Um, and in every role I've ever had has been solving problems in a creative way, creative problem solving. What that looks like is uh, we might have a story that we're trying to tell about a brand. We might have a story that we're trying to tell about an artist. We might be trying to figure out the the best visual for something. We might be trying to figure out how to to connect with the fan in a better way or how to provide an experience that can really move the needle and and change the way somebody thinks about the topic. Um, But every one of those decisions, the minute ones to the larger ones are all creative decisions, even if they're veiled in a business format or a marketing need or uh, some sort of legal ramification of what we're doing. The interesting thing about the creative process for me is that uh, there is no straight path. So we go to school and we learn that there's this way to do it and you go and you sit and you make your lists and you work through your process and you bang your head into the table and you try to eek the creativity out and try to make it happen. But the reality is, if anyone in here who's tried to do that knows, um, your best idea is not coming from sitting and staring at a computer screen. Your best idea is going to come from that moment when you take a walk down the street to clear your head, or for me, when I go get coffee, or in the shower, or whatever it is, right? So for me, once I, know the, once I have the understanding, and, and my teams, once we have the understanding of the problem we're trying to solve and the creative solution that we're trying to come up with, or at least what our KPIs are, what our, what our indicators are for what success would look like on a project, we leave the project alone. We walk away from it, and we start to think about it. And in an academic scenario, that starts to look like people goofing off. That starts to look like people leaving class. That starts to look like things that don't exist within the framework of the education system, which is why I had a very hard time in the education system. Um, And so, that's one of the things that I point to as we start to develop the curriculum for the Carson Center, is how do we make sure that we're giving people ample room to be creative, to think, and to do all of these amazing things that every other speaker before me has mentioned? Then, the second part of that is once you're out and getting inspired, I like to use this self-can't-reveal-itself-to-self. And what I mean by that is, I'm not a mirror to myself. I know what's going on inside my head, but if I only focus on what's going on inside my head and I don't verbalize it to you, then I can't really see it for what it is, and I can't really see where it can go, and I can't allow that inspiration that's happening inside me to come out. So, this is about collaboration. This is about saying, talking to someone, to anyone, about those ideas that I've just had and then hearing their feedback and hearing their ideas, so that we can then work together to build much bigger ideas that come from outside of self. This one will be controversial in this room. Um, I believe that there are no experts. and Yes, we call people experts because they have lots of experience in a particular piece of of, uh, knowledge, or, or a particular area of focus, right? But the reality is any one of those people that you might call an expert will tell you that they are continually learning. They have to, you have to continue to learn. And so when I say, Experts what experts, what I'm saying here is, once we've gone through these first two pieces, we have to get out of ourselves and we have to put that ego aside and say, even though I have 20 years experience in this particular area of focus, and this person has no experience at all in this area of focus, but they have another path that they've taken and a bunch of experience there, it's just as valuable. And if I'm closed off and I say, I'm an expert or if I look at you and I say, well, you're the expert, so I'm going to take your word for it, then all of a sudden what we've done is closed off our ability to collaborate in a real multidisciplined way. And collaboration is the key. So if we're not collaborating, if we're not getting outside of ourselves, if we're not Uh, moving beyond the computer screen, if we're not then talking to people and interacting with each other and bringing other ideas to the table, then we are not going to be the best versions of ourselves and our ideas will not be the best versions of our ideas. So that kind of takes me to this cross-disciplinary teamwork. And what I interpret that to mean is everything I've just talked about with regards to collaboration but taking all of these different disciplines that we all focus in. So whether you're a business person, you're a scientist, you're a student who has no fucking idea what they want to do, you're an artist, you're a designer, it doesn't matter. It's saying if we're all in a room together and we're all tasked with with a problem, or if I'm tasked with a problem and I can't figure it out, why not bring in these other disciplines and why not talk to each other and work with each other to try to find solutions that are outside of our core path? If we do that, we all bring something very, very, very unique to the table that cannot be discounted. Now, I'm not going to say I can walk into a business meeting with, a, with an MBA and know more about what's happening in the business world than that person is going to know. That's not what this is about. What it is about is to say, I have personal experience, and you have personal experience, and you have personal experience, and we all have these personal experiences that shape the way that we look at the world. So in my background, I've got, you know, what happened to me as a kid and what schools I went to and where I moved and all of these things that make up the way that I look at the world. As soon as I see a, pr- a creative problem and I'm trying to find a solution for it, I immediately go to certain things that seem obvious to me. Like this is the way it is, of course. But then if I, exp- if I, if I talk to you about that and I, and I get outside of myself and I, and I express my opinion to you, you're going to look at it and go, well, Maybe that doesn't really make sense to me, and the reason why it doesn't is because I've got this point of view, but I see where you're coming from. Here's where I'm coming from. Here was my solution to that. And, and here's how we then take those two different points of view that sometimes are, are in line and sometimes are diametrically opposed, and we take them and we put them together in a way that creates something new. Because I go, oh, wow, your point of view and where you're coming from. Actually, if I add that to where I'm coming from, we now get to a place that's so much bigger than we could have gotten to on our own. Another part of that is some of the biggest breakthroughs come from naivety. It, being naive really allows us to think in a way that you, you're not able to think when you have these rules and, and restrictions laid out in front of you. I think the, the biggest example of this that I have is uh, my wife runs the Techstars Music Accelerator and they had the demo day, uh, Yes, well, two days ago and there's a, um, all, of the, all of the startups that are in that demo day were fantastic, but there's one in particular called PopGun. They're basically creating an AI musician, and not in the way that they're gonna have a holographic musician that has created AI music that's gonna be performing it. That's not their intention. But what their intention is to use the neural network and deep learning to create a way for AI to help artists produce different kinds of music, to collaborate with artists, to do all kinds of things. And I'm not going to try to describe it, because I'll do it a total disservice. I've, I've already done it a really big disservice there. So look them up, PopGun. But the reason I bring them up is because what they're doing and where they've been able to get to with their AI far surpasses anything that anybody has said is possible with AI and music. They've gotten to a place that Google has said is, light, is, is years away from what's possible they can now play into this AI, and it will play back as a jazz musician would, based on no metadata, based on no understanding of an instrument, based on no understanding of what's actually being fed into it, and it can play with you. Google's, you press a key, it'll play a key back. That's how far they've been able to get with it. These are 19-year-old kids from Australia. Everyone around them said, you can't do it. Everyone around them said, it's going to take years. But they had, a, a uh, collaborator who's been in the music business for about 20 years who protected them from that and said, you know what guys, what you wanna do is really interesting, go, do it. And in three months, they've been able to create this thing that they said would take years because they didn't know, they were naive to the fact that there were these rules and these border, borders and this understanding that it wasn't possible. So bringing all this together, all of our different perspectives, all of this focus on trying something new, working together, I think that's where we get to this bigger vision. I kind of laughed when I put this one up, but. Sharing is caring, right? And what I mean by that though is really, if we're sharing our knowledge, if we're reaching across the aisle and we're saying scientists who work with artists, who work with business people, who work with all these different disciplines, if we're working together to solve creative problems, there is no stopping what we can do. And that's what we have got the opportunity to do here at the Johnny Carson Center. You guys are starting this from the ground up. We're in a place where the curriculum can be written in such a way that that students who come through, mixed with the faculty and the staff who's working in the program, can really move the needle and can really make big change. And whether that be something as grand as you know, helping humanity or something as small as helping a brand with their messaging, if we work this way, we can really, really make that change. So that's what I've got. Thank you guys for having me.